0: Hey, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to today's podcast, where we're going to be talking about the sixth sense of copywriting. So I wanted to first welcome Sage Polaris. Welcome, Sage.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me, Candy. I love sharing space with you.
0: Uh, It is just my greatest honor. This is really exciting for me to have you here. So thank you. My pleasure. I'd like to introduce Sage. So Sage is a conscious launch strategist for the internet rich and famous and the business womb mentor. Sage has written high converting copy for more than 350 clients, earning them millions of dollars. She helps personal brands and service providers sell more of their service or offer with the words on their website. She has worked with Charlene Johnson, Christette Michelle, and many other famous people basically she makes money for the internet famous and the people that we all look up to. So, woohoo, that sounds exciting.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. It's been a fun adventure. I'm eight years deep into my business. Woo. Woo. <laughs>
0: what is, um, you know, now that you just said that, it, it's a new question. So, what have you learned through the transition of the last eight years in your business?
1: Well, I've certainly evolved my identity, which is something that Candy and I have talked a lot about behind the scenes or even when I was in her Align Your Business to the Next Level program. And essentially what that means for me is I've learned that although I've always stayed kind of in the orbit of being a copywriter, that my role as copywriter changes as I learn more and new information about how to market in the online world. So, if you have a business, you might already know what a copywriter is. If you do not have a business, uh, briefly I'll explain. Like, if you go on Facebook and you see those ads where people are talking about something that they're offering like a free event or some kind of free gift for you and you go to download it. Those are the things that I help my client with. I write the ads for them that then turn into a lead magnet page that gets the person on their email list. And then once that person's on their email list, we convert them to a client or a customer. And so for me in the beginning, learning copywriting, I was only writing web copy. So I was writing home pages and about pages and services pages for my clients. And then I learned about the whole launch world. And so I really got into launch copywriting. And if you're into marketing, you know, we say it's like finding words that convert sales, right? So finding the right words to say on all of those web pages to turn people into customers. Um, and so most recently I've changed my title again to conscious launch strategist and copywriter to the stars <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and Candy's one of those stars that I helped her um, to support her through her group program and leveraging like going from her serving a lot of private clients to now having, she's had group programs before, but really going all in on having group programs this year in her business because of COVID and the fact that she couldn't speak on stages anymore. We needed to find a way to get her in front of an audience again. Cause that is her. I mean, you heard her voice. She has this lovely voice and she just knows how to present so well.
0: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. It's I have to be honest, it has been a journey and it's a journey that like for me to change from speaking on stages to an online business. And I'm not a very, um, computer savvy person. So having Sage help me through this launch process, which it was
1: a lot to learn. Can I tell you, Candy, I call it the launch gauntlet, (laughs) the gauntlet. Is that what you called my launch? Well, anyone, anyone, the first launch feels like a gauntlet for so many. It's like, you've got to rip that bandaid off, but it's uncomfortable first, you know, and, and there's, there's highs and lows to it. Right. Because you're learning a whole new world. Oh, it's, it's a whole new
0: world. However, I do have to say I'm in the middle of a Second launch, which I said I would never do. It was kind of <laughs> like when you when you give birth to a baby and you like they're <laughs> wheeling you out and you have this little baby and the nurses always say this every time. It's like I'm never doing this, you know. The patient says, and they always say, "See you next time" when they're wheeling you out. And <laughs> so it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but this time, I think the birth process will be more like a C-section.
1: So, <laughs> oh, like I love it. It, it, it does get a lot easier. Better. It does get easier, and I think that ties back to what I was just saying. Is like I had to evolve in my business. You're you're going through this pivot and evolution in your business. And that's why I named one of my programs, The Biz Womb, and the subtitle is Where Businesses Are Birthed and Rebirth, because we are constantly rebirthing our businesses to match what's going on in the world at that time.
0: Well, you just uh, put one of the questions right in the perfect place, so let's go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So one of
0: the struggles that I see with some of my personal clients and, um, that are heart center business entrepreneurs and highly intuitive is right now they feel a bit tongue-tied, like, should I, or shouldn't I speak about, um, black lives matter, the political climate. And I know even myself, I've been very quiet because for fear of saying the wrong thing, to aggravate 50%, it's a 50 50 ratio in, in our society right now. So, can you help us with how to use our voice in this climate to still be tender and considerate?
1: Yeah, it's a very sensitive uh, time, as it should be. You know, I started my social justice journey. Uh, pretty early on because I, there's lots of reasons, you know, I just want to say this, Candy, we're all in different places on that journey, right? Where we're waking up and we're like, oh, wow, there's a lot to consider about how we show up as personal brands in such a sensitive time, right? And for me, my personal journey with social justice started pretty early on because of different projects I've been a part of. I won't go into the details of those projects for respects of the people who I do it with, but I will say that as much online as we see negativity, there are communities and groups of people who are pushing positive change forward through their platforms. And these platforms are reaching millions of people. And I'm so grateful, you know, earlier on we said I earned my clients millions of dollars more importantly, I touch millions of hearts with my work. So for me, I was blessed to be pulled into these projects as a marketing director and as a copywriter to reach millions of people to create this positive social change. That being said, as individual business owners, we have to, in my opinion, put a stake in the ground and say, these are my beliefs. But how do you do that without it feeling awkward (laughs) like when and and I will say like I had a live event um, that I hosted at the end of 2019 before COVID went down and there were community members of my community in the audience who felt like we missed the mark in terms of making the event feel open and available for everyone
0: Mm.
1: and it was heart-wrenching of course to hear that because social justice is important to me, equality is important to me. And what I learned from that more than anything is that if you have power, for example, in that case, I was the person on the stage. I'm holding power by doing that. How do I share that power with the people in the crowd? You know, I've always been the type to say, I feel like a leader among leaders, and that's so true to me. I don't see a platform between me and them. But the truth is there's still, um, we need to give access when there are barriers to people around us. I That's my personal belief. We each get to decide what our personal belief is. So start there before you go out and say something, go in, which I know Candy will love. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> go with yeah. that. And check in on your heart. And when someone gives you constructive feedback, like I got about my live event, receive it. I almost want to say like, and this sounds harsh, but it's true. Like shut up, sit down, be quiet and listen. Yes. (laughs) And I say that with love because that is some of the hardest work I have done from 2019 to now because I knew that I wanted to be a part of a positive social change and I was still falling short in some areas. And those people who took the time to talk to me about it, I will never forget them. They are some of my dearest friends now, bless them for wanting to stay in my circle, they didn't have to. Um, So out of that fear of not knowing what to say or getting things wrong comes ginormous lessons if you're willing to receive them but to receive them you have to pause right so I just this week um so everyone knows this is January 15th right and we had the rushing of the Capitol on January 7th so I woke up on Monday morning after the seventh you know the week after the capital thing happened which was this last Monday and I asked myself am I gonna send out the email I was previously planning on sending no I had to scrap that entire email What did I say instead? I put out a State of the Union business address. Did I still promote my thing, which is I'm taking applicants for a free life filming of my course right now? I did talk about that, but before I talked about that, I set the stage for the State of the Union for Businesses. So I think the most important thing is when you feel ready to talk, when you feel like you have something to say, Please do it not just to like a common mistake I see is people kind of center their emotion and they just say, I'm so shocked or outraged or whatever. But then they forget to give people a course of action. They forget to give people tools to learn from the situation. They forget to tell business owners, what can we do next? So my answer to my list was first, you need to identify where you're at. I said, Are you? in crisis right now, if you are turn this video off, go get some personal help, like go talk to professionals. If you're struggling, maybe push pause on talking to your audience until you feel like you're either surviving or thriving. So I gave them four options to identify where they're at. And once you identify where you are at, then I recommend reaching out to your community. I am blessed to feel like I'm thriving because I have tools to deal with this. I It doesn't mean I didn't cycle through <laughs> the last seven days of the madness that happened at the Capitol. Um, you know, I cycled through struggling and surviving and thriving, um, but I got back to thriving by Monday. And so I was ready to talk to my community. So that's what I encourage people to do. Like come and give from your overflow when you're ready um, and just if you feel like you need to push pause, push pause, but don't stay quiet forever because that's not serving your community. So those are my long-winded thoughts.
0: No, I mean, there was so many gold nuggets in all of that. And one of the things that I really enjoyed that you said basically is that we have a platform. We have a stage that we stand on, whether it's behind a microphone right now, or on a real stage, which we can't be right now. But I love what you said about giving them a course of action and tools to help them Mm
1: -hmm. to move
0: forward. So I want to talk about a little tools. And since this is an intuitive business podcast, one of the things that I believe, and you've said it yourself, as you said, my identity changed during this whole process. And you even gave yourself a different title of a conscious business entrepreneur. So, or you, you said a conscious copywriter, how I don't, I forget, say it for me, how you say it. A conscious launch strategist and copywriter to the stars. There we go. I'm so <laughs> digging that. So with that being said, And, you know, like for me, the tool that I emphasize for my business is the going within right now while you're Mm -hmm. restructuring your identity. Because here's the thing we don't, we really don't know right now in this moment what's going to happen. You know, we don't know this political climate is changing, but what is that going to bring us? The other Mm -hmm. thing that we don't know yet is, we have a lot of uncertainty still about this virus, the shots right. are coming out, but then what's that going to mean? And even yeah. like our mental health, so many of my clients will say, I had a dream last night that I was walking around and I came into the realization in my dream that I wasn't wearing a mask and I started oh, yeah. to panic.
1: Totally. All and the time. <laughs> so
0: all the time, right? So guess what else we're going to be dealing with is post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh Yeah. Like so many of my clients are like, oh my gosh, I, I dreamt, I forgot my mask or, and they repeat this, they're conditioning now to be fearful about going out. And so with all of that, that I just said, let's talk about going within. Mm -hmm. So in your business, you hold space and you held space for me very beautifully as you captured my language And then you were able to beautifully create a sales page that reflected the position of my business, like Mm -hmm. what I was offering to my clients and what my belief systems are and what tools I was um, offering. And I want to go over a couple of those tools that I said I was offering. One of the things was learning how to read your own Akashic records so that you can use Or utilize your inner voice as your guidance system because let's face it, we haven't had a lot of great leadership lately in our world um, politically. And so it's kind of like we've been left on our own to figure out what we truly desire next. Mm -hmm. So, how do you use intuition in your business to help bring people's voice? into the world?
1: Yeah, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is kind of a dovetail between what we were just talking about and also uh, where I'm headed. So intuition is something I feel like many of us cut off early in our life. I know Candy can attest to that. Um, And I had to relearn a lot about my intuition because it was not something that was handed down to me. Not to say that my family members who raised me were not highly intuitive, it's just not something that was spoken about, it was more something that was felt. So for me, I a big aha moment for me about my intuition as a young child was when I looked back, I was like, oh, I get it now. Like everybody always wondered why I was so emotional, but I was just an unnamed empath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that like was just such a huge and I didn't have to name my empathic abilities until I came across a narcissist and had to name them as a narcissist and realize that I was an empath and why they feed off of my energy. So that was a really deep shadow work healing that I had to do. Mm. Surprisingly, I did that work just in the last year. <laughs> so <laughs> I really didn't have to name things, but when I did that catapulted me into a whole discovery of how I show up in the world and why my emotions are my superpower. The fact that I can cry at the drop of a pen is so healing for me um, because I don't hold those things in as many people tend to do. And look, if if you don't feel like you can let your emotions out, I have no judgment for that. We all process differently. Uh, But for me, realizing that was a way for me to heal, not just my personal self, but my business self as well, was really powerful. So that's the most recent journey that I went on. And then I started feeling myself as I was, you know, discovering these things about me, I started feeling myself reaching out to other highly intuitive people or holding them closely so what the dovetail for me about what we were just talking about, about you know, the, the uprising in the US and the, the political climate in the US and um, all of those things around social justice, I found someone who really taught me about unpacking bias or I should say, she, we, we found each other. Um, and so I just wanna mention her name as a tool or a resource for everyone here. Cyrus um, Siddiqui is someone who's been a part of my community And if you go on Instagram, you can find her there. Her first name is S-A-I-R-A, and she started a blog initially called The Confessions of a Muslim Mom. So all that being said, the reason I bring her name up is I found myself attracting intuitive people into my inner circle. And so that was another way for me to tap into more intuition, because I have a knack for adapting people around me quickly, like the positive attributes of them. And then I felt myself pulling candy, right? Like candy, I think we had met a while back through um, Jeannie Spiro's community. And then you called me in for your project, but that had, there was a gap, right? And in that gap, I was learning about my intuition through empathic um, modalities. So It was really interesting, like once you open that intuition door, the floodgates open and like you'll just attract people who are highly intuitive too. And that's really helped me to stay centered, honestly, in these last year of tumultuous um, uprisings and political climates. So it's been huge for me.
0: You said something privately to me a couple days ago when we were talking and uh, I want to go down there since you opened the door. Um, You talked about the Akashic Records and, you know, you're currently in one of my groups and we learned how to read the Akashic Records. We learned about our vision, our values, um, our quantum blueprint for wealth. One of the things that you said to me privately the other day is once you open the Akashic records, things are changing in your life. It's almost like that energy field is open and accessible to you all the time. Can you lean into that and speak about that part of your journey, which is fairly recent within the last probably 14 weeks?
1: Yeah, it's been so fun going through that program with you and all the other women and um I felt like it's always been inside of me right but you just made me realize there was a door where I maybe saw a a wall before that (laughs) (laughs) and um when I finally saw that door I, I like definitely once you see it you can't unsee it but it's the best thing in the world because then you have a new lens for how you look at the world so I remember in particular going through the Next Level program with you, Candy. It's funny because as a copywriter, I have to be careful not to sell myself on my client's stuff because I am giving them the words to sell. And I often feel myself like, do I need this? Um, So Candy, you were so kind to like leave the cart open for a good amount of time. And I kept feeling the calling to work with you. And I was like, okay, I got to listen to this nudge. And then when I got into the program there were so many pivotal moments but the one particularly about Akashic that was so beautiful was you had a meditation where you go and you meet your Akashic guides. And I did that meditation And I just remember laying in my hammock in my backyard, and I met my guides, which they reside in my third eye, and it's three sisters. And so many people have told me the number three is connected to me at various stages in my life. And it makes me want to cry because some very dear people have told me I am the number three. So, um, now I understood that I was like, oh, they just see the three sisters. (laughs) (laughs) But now that I've opened that and I I felt an opening to it before, you know, I have gotten Reiki certified just for funsies on the side. And, um, I felt that opening in my third eye before, but now I met them, right? Like now they have their own identity who is me. Like it's all connected, Um, and that's really cool. Like I, I will never forget that. Like it's so special. There were so many special moments, but that one in particular, I feel like is such a huge tipping point for my life. Oh, wow. Thank
0: you. So tell me about how you think that's going to influence your business and making money now that you're more open to that space. And like you said, it's something you can't unsee once you open up that energy field.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because I feel like, you know, the two things that I would say are the most powerful about the work that I've done with you so far is that, A, I met my intuitive guides and B, that the the block releases that you do with your community are just so powerful. And now that I have those two things, I can see how I've already multiplied my income, my monthly income. Um, You know, I shared with you and I'll share it with your audience too. I have a goal of making 500,000 in the first quarter. To share that openly and to just be like, so to speak, an open book about my goals and to speak my vision um, to as many people as possible. Those block releases are why I can do that with ease and not feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't talk about how much money I make, or maybe um, I shouldn't ask the right people the right questions because they might judge me for having such lofty goals. You know what I mean? Like those things are really real, they're in your head and um, sometimes deeply rooted in your subconscious as well. And I feel like the block releases clear all of that out to be like, you know, I'm about the personal opinion, like, you know, when it's your birthday and you're blowing out candles on a cake and everybody's like, make a wish, but don't tell anyone because it won't come true. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I say make a wish and tell everyone because it's about to come true.
0: <laughs> you know, I, this is such a beautiful subject that you opened up and congratulations, first of all, for staying unblocked and for um, stepping even into your own power and using your voice mm. and even the power of the the money that you are bringing in, it's, it's okay. It supports our families and our lives and you work hard. So um, you do work hard, but with ease and flow. Mm, Thank you. I love what you said about speak it because the quantum energy field doesn't know the difference between real and fake. So if you're sitting there saying, worrying about, I'm never gonna be able to make the type of money because this is a pandemic, and you know, then you start these verbal excuses. But once you release that block and then speak the truth, the quantum energy field helps you out. Because mm-hmm. if you say, hey, I am going to make $500,000 in, in, in Q1, the universe doesn't know that that's not true. I so love it, it. it starts getting its little spidey fingers out and making things happen and bringing the right people, the right clients to you, because you've stated, as you said, you put uh, a stake on the state. So when we speak about, you know, anything in our lives, race or the political environment, you're putting a stake in the ground. Mm-hmm. And bringing that energy out into the world. So really, and truly utilizing the quantum energy field in our businesses with the use of our own personal intuition, that's what I feel is the secret sauce right now.
1: It's so powerful. And I feel like now is the time really like the tide is in our favor. If you're particularly an online business owner, I know that people who work at a job, there, there's, it's hard, and there might be benefits to what's happening for you right now. And, you know, I've had many, many sad moments between. I mean, just this morning, I cried because I had another friend pass away, um, a friend of a friend, uh, from COVID. And so, mm. but between those moments of deep sadness are moments, if you're looking for them, of deep joy and moments to lead the com- your community to new heights that were maybe not possible before the pandemic. So as much as I honor those moments of intense emotion, I'm also here to celebrate. I'm here to lift each other up. I'm here to upgrade our visions collectively. You know, My program, my next live filming of my course starts on inauguration day not knowing, I set that date in December, not knowing that there was going to be the rushing of the Capitol, um, you know, and all of this horrible terrorism happening in DC, um, I still held fast to, this is a day for us to upgrade our visions. And honestly, I'm thinking, I've already felt into the 20th and like sat in this chair teaching my community and I felt into every possibility. And if we go there and the worst possibility happens, right, and something tragic happens that day, I feel for it. It's so like I will have to mobilize, like people will have to speak, we'll have to do things about it. But in that exact moment, I just want to be with my people (laughs) and I just want to love up on them. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely.
0: I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I actually have an activity on, you know, my woo Wednesdays in my totally woo program. It's a, it's a Wednesday and it's the second Wednesday of the month. So this just my, you know, those are set dates that just keep happening. And I had the same thing. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, is this the right thing to do? And
1: then I thought, but what if people really need support that day? Totally. And you Pep talked me through it because I got back and I was like, candy, I need to know, is this the right move? And you we checked in, you did my and, you know, checked in with my guides and intuition, bless you, thank you for that. And you were like, yeah, people need your voice and they need their voices to be heard, which is the core of what I do. And I do want to touch on, this is just bringing me to this whole idea of the sixth sense of copywriting, because this is the thing that like, I teach people there's an art and a science to copywriting right like there's the words that you say and it's this to me like magical love language of being able to invite people in to become a part of your community and hire you as an intuitive business coach right. But, even more so, there is the the unquantifiable part of the writing that I do so it's funny because as a copywriter, I could actually tell you sometimes the words are less important. It's the energy behind your words that is even more important. And that is the sixth sense of copywriting. That is the part where it's like, I don't know if I can fully teach that. It's something that if you're deeply in your intuition, you'll know it because you'll feel it when we work together. And I know you felt it when we worked together.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So one of the things I want to talk about with how Sage worked with me is I actually was nervous and I don't know. I remember my coming to the first call and Sage's personality is very comforting. It's very kind. There's nothing to be nervous about. And I don't know why I was so nervous um, with the copywriting call. And very quickly, of course I shared it with her and she made me feel so at ease that pretty soon I didn't even realize that we were working on copy. I was just talking about why I started my business and how I wanted to support people, um, in this big identity switch, you know, because the whole world has changed, not just our climate and our political climate, but also, um, The whole world is performing differently, how we Mm -hmm. shop, how we relate to each other, how we make decisions, how we spend our money. It's different. And so if we, what my theory was with this is we have to realign with our own personal self before we put ourselves back out into this new world, because we're different. Uh We are who we were before that February, you know? Um,
1: Yeah, you have to show that to the world, right? And how do you want to present that? And it's not to say that as like, this is some ginormous thing that you have to consider, but it's just again, like pause and reflect for a minute. Who am I now? Because um, Candy, when we were working together, I remember you in particular thinking about how you used to work at the university for 30 years. And that was an entirely different person than who you are now. So I felt you transitioning from I'm no longer that person, but I honor her. And let me tell the story of who I am now. And I feel like that was such a joy to watch you fully step into this new identity for your business. And it was so powerful.
0: You know, thank you for saying that. And I think I couldn't put words to it three minutes ago about why I was nervous, but I think in the moment that you were holding space for me, I was becoming somebody new Mm -hmm. because I finally was using my words. For example, I was always trying to use words like align your business, right? Which we are working with align your business But leaning into the totally woo was a big thing for me. and Totally woo isn't just about the woo and the woo, the woo woo stuff, but it's about using windows of opportunity and business alignment through the use of intuition. And Mm -hmm. I think in the moment I was with Sage, it was the first time I got to really let somebody else hold space for my truth. And then she took my new identity and my new truth and she put it in this beautiful marketing piece that feels like me. And it feels like what I wanted to help people to do. And now we're transitioning into the next phase of my business with the totally woo. And, um, somebody already purchased the program and everything's not even done yet with the, Yay. so yesterday somebody purchased the program and they were thrilled with it. They thought it was reasonably priced. It gave a lot of support. It was helping them with their own personal transition from where they are. So this conversation in this moment has come full circle. You said, put a stake in the stage Mm -hmm. and then give people the tools. And I think what you helped me to do was put a stake in my stage, which is not is virtual right now. And to give people the tools of how to use their intuition and how to learn about their own model, their world, and then how
1: to deliver their voice. Yeah, it's so powerful, and I want to um, remind you of a moment when we were working together. You showed up to the first call, and you named your fear. You're like, I'm nervous right now, and then I do want to remind you on the second call, after we had taken the lid off, and you were like, okay, I'm going full tilt. I'm totally woo, goosebumps up on the top of the page. Like, here's my language that I've never put on my online presence before, and here I am. I'm all out. And then, um, I remember the second call. I just want to remind you, you showed up, you were so giddy and you were literally like, I don't, I hope you don't mind if I show this. You're painting your nails while we work together. Cause you were having so much fun. <laughs> I was just thinking
0: about that. I was looking down and I was like, Oh, girlfriend's got to paint some nails again. I love that. <laughs> like when I'm in my self-care feminine mode, I think my best because oh. I'm Yeah. So when I do like, like people say, why do you put makeup on every day? I do it for me, even if I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be live on camera, if I want to self nurture, I might start my morning off with a lavender bath and my cup of tea. And so thank you for letting me have space to paint my nails and be in my divine feminine. That's, that's where my intuition flowers is when I feel feminine and soft
1: inside of me. Oh, that's so beautiful. I really felt like I was just hanging with my girlfriend. We were in a, you know, nail salon, like, let's just hang out. And, you know, we got work done, which is amazing, too. But it felt, you know, that is one theme that I have with myself is I always tell people, okay, let's play. Let's get this coffee party started. Like, I have that kind of energy around it. For me, it's so fun. It is a playground. Like, come look at all my toys. This is great. (laughs) I have to remind myself, though, for some of my clients, it feels a bit like, whoa, this is a whole new world that I've never seen before. I'm not sure which toy to look at first.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, and I was the other reason I was a little nervous and the thing I haven't shared with anybody is. If you would ask me to write copywriting, I could speak all day long. But I have a learning challenge of getting my thoughts onto paper, and it, for it to look the way I would want it to look. So, this was kind of a scary thing for me too because it's not my gift. Meaning, copywriting—I really suck at it. I want to be completely clear and honest. Oh. <laughs> I completely suck, and um, because I, I have a learning challenge, so. Um, for her to hold space for me to be able to feel comfortable enough to paint my nails and play was huge. And so I just, I want to thank you for that because it felt like I was excited to play with you. And then the following time I thought, Ooh, I get to play. There wasn't work. It wasn't work. It was playing.
1: Oh, that's so powerful. I also feel called to, if I'm, if it's a, if you don't mind, I would like to kind of go into like the aspect of how we do the copywriting and give people some tools that they can use. Um, because I'm all about, you know, things that you can walk away and do right after you listen to this. Would that be okay? Is this a good, yeah, good time? Yeah, please. Okay, cool. Um, so this is one of my favorite things in the world to teach. I call it the color coded copy system. And essentially, Candy, I had taught this on another podcast episode, number 40. If anyone wants to go listen, it's called Align Your Business Summit with Sage Polaris. And essentially, it's a formula for writing your copy so that you can get the most conversions and the highest sales. the words on your website. You can apply this to your website, your Facebook ads, your sales pages, your emails, anything that goes out that you're wanting to sell to your audience, this is the tools that you use. So I encourage everybody, if you have a pen and paper, now is the time to grab it because you're going to want to write this stuff down. Now on episode 40, I taught it more in depth, but I'm going to give you as much as I can right now, like a high level. So there are four types of buyers who land on your page when they go to purchase from you. Um, so let's just say, in this for this instance, a sales page. right? So for that sales page, you want to appeal to all four buyer types, and I'll tell you who they are right now. Um, I'm going to go with a more simple version, which is there's the fast decision maker, the slow decision maker, the fun-loving decision maker, and the deep connection decision maker. So I'll go into detail of each one. And essentially the fast decision maker lands on your sales page. They already know they wanna work with you. Candy, the example you gave is someone joining the program before it was even ready. Clearly they're a fast decision maker. Um, But if they had gotten to your sales page, they're looking for some very specific things. The first thing they're looking for is a button before they even have to scroll. They already wanna buy. So they, as much as love you pour into that copy of that sales page, Fast Decision Maker is not going to read it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They're looking for the button. They are also looking for the only thing that will make them click that button faster is if there's a testimonial of someone, ideally someone they recognize just below that button where it's like, oh, that person is like notable. I've heard of them, they're a household name. Now I really want this even more than I did a second ago. Um, So anyways, they will push that button. And on a sales page, it should just take them straight to the pricing section so they can quickly see with the bullet points, like, oh, this is the offer. I have maybe two options. Um, Don't you have two options for Totally Woo, Candy? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I have the Totally Woo program. And then if you need some more support, I offer one reading a month and that's called the Woolicious VIP. So it's two ways. (laughs)
1: So fun. I love the names. Well done. So you have these two options then that the fast decision maker sees and there's a button next to those two options so they can see the difference between the two quickly. And then they'll make their choice. They'll go check out in the cart. Even on the uh, cart checkout page, I would have another testimonial just to reinforce them wanting to put in their information and to join the program. So those are the fast decision makers. Let's jump to the slow decision makers. I am a slow decision maker, very detail oriented. I will read from top to bottom your entire sales page. And then I might even write you an email and have more questions. And for those slow decision makers who are so gracious to write you questions, copy and paste those questions and put them in the FAQ so that hopefully they feel like their questions are answered, um, for future slow decision makers. Wow. That's powerful. It's so good. And at the top of the page, the thing that will get them to read the whole page is to say who the program is for. So totally woo is for conscious, um, business owners and visionary leaders. Did I get that right? You did. I win. Um, so <laughs> be really clear who it's for right at the top of the page. So that slow decision maker will keep scrolling. Cause if they're not sure it's for them, they will question everything they read basically. <laughs>
0: Wow. I never thought about that. Wow.
1: Yeah. And it's, they're just looking, is this really for me? Is this really for me? That's the question that keeps going through their head as they continue to scroll. And if you don't answer at the beginning, they're not really taking in the information. Um, So the fun loving decision makers, um, and by the way, we all, yes, Candy's raising your hand. I was definitely going to say you fall into this category we all have these decision making like strengths within us it's just some are higher than others so we're really all four types of the you know i'm not teaching it as colors right now but we're all four colors that i'm mentioning um so fun loving decision makers oh do we love them so they will land on your sales page and they're looking for like funny lines like music lyrics or puns uh, yeah, totally. Goosebumps up at the top of her Totally Woo page. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> so they just want to know that they're, it's a party and they want to join the party. Um, be You got to have a little grace with the fun-loving decision makers. They will last uh, wait till the last minute uh, to buy. That's just like, they're like, oh yeah, I want that thing. That sounds so fun. And then they kind of like, I'll get to it later. And then, you know, last day of the cart, the day after the cart, can I still get in? (laughs) And that is also me, (laughs) but that's great because once the program starts, you want these different types of people. They are what makes the experience so fun. The fun living decision makers, they might always show up five minutes late, but boy, do you love once they're in the room. (laughs) <laughs> and by the way, every decision maker has their strengths and weaknesses too. Um, I like to poke fun at them because once you know what they are, you have an appreciation for the person. Like the slow decision makers can't stand when people are late, right? It really irks them. But once they realize, oh, oh somebody's a fun loving or somebody's a fast, they're like, oh, it's just their personality. It's fine, it's nothing personal. That's what you start to realize. Okay, so let's take us to the last decision maker, the deep connection decision maker. So this person is looking to connect with your story. So somewhere on your sales page, you want a really beautiful story about your own personal transformation. So for Candy, she went from earning money for 30 years from her salary at the university to then turning around and multiplying how much she could make by becoming an online business owner. So that was very inspiring uh, for people to hear that story on her sales page. The other thing they're looking for, the deep connection decision maker, right when they get on the page, having beautifully branded photos really draws them in they like beautiful imagery and they like when the imagery and the words next to it tie together to tell a cohesive story so right at the top of your page you're going to have the name of your offer totally woo it's for conscious business leaders and visionaries and then a button Um, But also a beautiful picture of Candy that kind of ties into the idea of being a conscious business owner or visionary leader. And Candy has all these beautiful pictures of her, like with her arms spread open and her heart open wide, which is how I feel like as conscious business owners, we really do show up just like fully open, ready to receive, ready to lead, ready to do all these beautiful things with our community. So... <clears throat> those are the four decision makers that you want to invite to every launch party that you are doing.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for that, those words of wisdom, because I really feel that they're important. And by the way, uh, just so that you know, when I had that photo shoot taken, I said to the, the, the woman that was taking my, the photographer, I said, make sure that you show my hands because one time I was on a copywriting call that you review our marketing pieces, um, from Jeannie Spiro's group before you were my, um, before you and I worked together and you said, Oh, I like that your hands, my hands were on my face. And you said, when you show your hands, it's, uh, an area of trust or, uh, it has, mm-hmm. it gives people trust and in my business more than probably any other businesses, also financial businesses, but being an intuitive and talking about the woo with some people's model, of the world still being kind of there and kind of not there. I felt it was really important to trust me and to show in my marketing that arena or that energy of trust. And so, That's why I have those particular pictures because you said that and I shared that with the photographer. So you actually influence those pictures and I've never shared that with you before.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing that. It's so funny. I say things and then people reflect them back to me and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> and I had never heard that in my world, so I wanted to make sure I shared that with all of you because that made a huge impact on a decision I made in my my intuitive business is to make sure that my hands and my heart was open, and I thought about that through through you and your guidance. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, my pleasure! It's so fun. This, like I said, like these these are the things that really light me up, and I'm grateful to be able to share them with your community.
0: Well, thank you so much. I love this topic of the sixth sense of copywriting. And I really hope that these words of wisdom with Sage and her expertise in online business, um, copyright conversion will be able to be utilized uh, for your life and your business. So any final words that you want to go down uh, or up any path,
1: <laughs> any direction. any direction. Yeah, You just reminded me, I do have a gift for your audience. And I'm so glad you asked me to share any final words. So <clears throat> I wanted to share with all of you, if you have an online business or an email list, um, this is really good for you. If you're just getting started or you've been, you know, working your online business a while, I always give the same gift to everyone because I know how important it is. It's called the triple email open rates. So essentially what it is, is a list of um, templates where you can copy paste and personalize them. And you want to use this, give it to your list. Um, You want to give these emails to your list because often when we start an email list, someone along the way in our business journey was like, hey, if you wanna have an online business, you need an email list to consistently talk to them and build a community and an audience. And we all start the list and then we kind of like tend to, not everyone, ghost them. Like we start this relationship and then we have a hard time maintaining writing to our list all the time. So if that's you, it's all good. I have uh, these three emails for you to copy, paste, and personalize, send to your list. So you'll know what to say, how to reconnect with your audience, And if you've had a list for a while, but you've got like, you know, I did, I use these in my own business. At least I try to do it four times a year. I usually get it done about two times a year, but these emails you'll send to your list. um, it, for me, the most important thing at this stage in my business is to scrub my list. So there's a lot of subscribers I'm paying for who aren't actually engaging with me all the time. And so these three emails allow me to then scrub my list and get to the people who really want to hear from me. And it causes my open rates to go up, which is good for your deliverability to make sure that your email platform and your emails get in front of your audience. So it's a fun gift. And I really hope everyone takes a minute to download it. You can go to sagepolaris.com slash align and grab that and get your email game going. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much for um, sharing that with the community because we both wish you so much success in either transitioning your business into online, or if you all are already online, uh, we mm-hmm. wish you uh, a really great first quarter as you lean into this new world, new identity, and possibly a new energy of Uh, your business. So um, we were excited. I can speak for myself. I was excited to connect with all of you today. And I just really want to thank Sage for being willing to share her gifts and talents with all of you.
1: My absolute pleasure. Deep thanks to you, Candy, and everyone listening.
0: Thank you.